Hello everyone, welcome to What It Is Rare On Air. My name is Rahia Kopi. Hashtag Rare On Air on TV, online, on state, and certainly everywhere. I'm so happy to be hosting this young woman that I have literally grown up with, you know, to see her way in different paths, but I've seen her become and do the things that she has managed to do. And I'm just so excited because I think watching someone else grow besides you and in a different space, you wonder, hmm, what are her challenges like? I wonder what her mind is going through right now because I'm really doubting this. And, you know, and then you see her pop in, you're like, okay, we're both still going at it. All right, we got this. So I'm very, very excited to get to know her story, her becoming in order for her to do what she does. Ladies and gentlemen, she is a senior consultant at one of the local institutions that's all about growing great minds, which really is what she's all about. You know, her passion is to see young people really be part of the development of the continent and the country at large. Ladies and gentlemen, social entrepreneur, Miss Lillian Moreni. Hi, Ria. That was an intro. My goodness. you thank you for the warm welcome thank you for the excitement you know that's what being a young person is all about being able to exude that vibrancy that confidence that love for life because you know what we are grateful for the gift of life yeah Yeah. (laughs) just so you know i'm nervous because it's someone that i like look up to and adore like i just think that you are such a master of self and I don't know if you get that. Like, I watch you and the things that you have managed to do from such a young age and maintain that. Do you realize that? And was it anything that was kind of just happened? One step it? at a time. One step at a time. I mean, I equally adore you. I definitely find so much inspiration with the kind of young woman that you are, the amazing work that you are doing. Look, at the end of the day, I strongly believe, you know, we are called on earth to come and put some positive vibes uh, to come and make the world a better place. The world has got so many challenges. So really as humanity, what role can we play to somehow elevate and make the world a better place for ourselves and the people around us? So really my journey has always been one step at a time, understanding myself, doing the best that I can, hanging out with people that uh, also want to positively contribute to the uh, to the country, to the community, uh, but most importantly to the self, because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot. And for me, leadership. I always say, you know, we are all leaders in our own right because leadership starts from the small thing you know being able to wake up in the morning and make your bed that's leadership being able to take care of yourself making sure that you eat well you exercise well so really that's those are the values or those are um, life's uh, life's things that I always really looked at to say how do I better myself uh, and how do I ensure that I have the right energy around me so that I'm able to give so much of myself wow. to my community, to my country. 
That is so much level of self-awareness. I want us to go back to like when you were a child. Did you always dream of being a social entrepreneur? Were you someone that was aware that I need to be a positive light in the world? Like, tell me about that. Little girl Lillian. Oh, little girl Lillian. It's been a journey and a half. Um... As a little girl, I didn't really know. You know how when you grow up, your mom or your dad would ask you, or anybody really would ask you, so Rhea, what would you want to be when you grow up? And a lot of the time would say, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be so-and-so. At the time, I think I probably had said I wanted to be a teacher. Growing up, I was uh, raised by a single parent. My mom is my biggest inspiration. Uh, I'm a caretaker also because my mom is blind, and I'm learning so many things. I get to see the beauty of God uh, in my mom every single day. So my mom at the time when I was a kid, she was working for she was working for a school for the disabled, you know, and I got so much time to go and visit during school holidays or after school to say, you know, playing with the kids and, and, and really just trying to give back, you know. Life is really all about putting yourself in the shoes of other people so that we can try and understand how they feel and, and try and make life a little bit easier for them. Yeah. So I think having to grow up with my mom exposing me to hair world um, you know it really kind of tricked something subconsciously that I wasn't really aware that it would play such a major role in how I turn out as an adult but I must say then being able to give back from that very young age because these were during my primary school days you know where I'd go and I'd even go and learn how to swim and uh, interact with those kids uh, it really opened my heart to say you know the world is full of challenges and as an individual I'm supposed to be helping another person so really that's how it all stemmed Um, you know being compassionate, being caring, uh, being respectful of of those around you. Mm-hmm. So those are the values really that I I grew up um, being nurtured uh, through the environment that I was exposed at. Yeah. Yeah. And then you quickly grew up high school, um, and then what I want us to get into is there was a project that you started at the Botswana Student Network. Yeah. So how did that come about? <laughs> yeah. So you know. Uh, at the time, I'm so grateful because I went to study bachelor's in financial accounting at the University of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. First time away from my family, first time away from the country. And I must say, I'm really grateful mm-hmm. to our diamonds because yeah. of the incredible role uh, in education development that the uh, you know diamonds have played over the decades. Mm-hmm. And I came back at the time, a lot of the students who studied abroad, they didn't really prefer to come back at home because, you know, you come back at home and there are quite a number of challenges. One of them, of course, um, being how do I find my feet? Having lived for five years in a foreign country and coming back and probably facing unemployment and, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so I said, you know what, I want to go back home. I want to go back home. Um, My government has invested a lot in my growth and I want to give back. I want to give back. I learned so much in South Africa and I want to come back and implement some of the ideas that I had. Mm -hmm. Growing up was usually very shy, timid young girl. 
And then when I went to South Africa, I started getting involved in extracurricular activities. Like I remember I, at some point I was a member of a social club at UCT called Black Management Forum Society. Okay. And, you know, they used to call the who's and who's of South Africa for mm-hmm. us to come and interact with. And every time I met the women and the men, I was like, oh, I said, hang on, but I want to have this at home. Um, at some point, I then, uh, you know, uh, campaigned to be a, a financial officer in the in the society. So I grew with that to say, okay, I'm preparing myself for when I want to go back home. Because I realized back at home, there is there is this gap where young people, how do we stand up for ourselves as young people and contribute towards our growth? Yes, the government is doing this. Yes, parents are doing this. Yes, our relatives are doing this. But you know, every time when you point a finger... Three more fingers are pointing back at you to say, but when now, what role are you going to play? So I said, hang on, but I want to go back home and I want to establish this organization where, you know, as young people, we are going to work together, collaborate, partner. We're going to go around the schools and motivate other young people and try and figure this thing called life together. I mean, out of a small population of, okay, right now we are, what, 2.3 million, but at the time, I think we we're around 1.5, yeah, 1. Point something. And I was saying, but it shouldn't be the case that we have this uh, unemployment uh, stats yeah. that are quite high. And I said, but for us as young people, we also have to contribute towards uh, addressing the issue of youth unemployment. We are better, better. We are the beneficiaries, so we should really stand up for ourselves and do something for ourselves, whereas everybody else, including the government, is trying, is doing whatever it, it can to ensure that we are better uh, positioned. Yeah. And so with Botswana Student Network, I remember at the time I graduated, I came back home, I told my family that, look, I don't want to work, I want to mm-hmm. start this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, in our culture, uh, our parents will say, hey, Romento Huistes Colong, Hetout it was so hard it was really hard because here i was with a degree in financial accounting and um the norm is that i come back home i get i get a job and i work and I didn't want that. I wanted to pursue what my heart, because at the time I, you know, how old were you at this at this point? Time? How old was I? I think I was about twenty four, twenty five. So, so you mean to tell me you were able to defy odds and society yeah. telling you what to do, and you were like, "This is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it." Uh, whenever I'm so resolute, I think it's a God's way of saying, my daughter, this is the path that I have um, planted for you. So I need you to be there. I always get this crazy confidence and I'm very stubborn about it that, no, I want to do this. Let me let me try and fail, but at least let me try. And so I started Botswana Student Network. I didn't have money. I didn't have a lot of resources, but what I had was my level of confidence, was my enthusiasm. I had a great idea. And my biggest resource as well was having the right people around me. That's why I say whether you want to start up a business, 
it shouldn't be the case that the first thought you're always thinking about is money. Because a lot of young people would say, oh, I have this brilliant idea, but I'm not yet registering my business because I don't have money. Or I'm not yet starting because I don't have money. Excuse me, but we do have instances where we can give you 100,000 and you are not even able to use that 100,000 accordingly. So the biggest resource that one can ever have, whether they want to pursue a business idea or just a community project, is the right people around you. So with Botswana Student Network, we went to junior schools, we went to senior schools, um, you know, motivating young people about issues of leadership, about taking care of the self, uh, but most importantly around how do we find opportunities? How do we find, how do we help a Form 3 learner to transition to senior secondary school? How do we assist those Form 3 learners who unfortunately didn't pass their Form 3 exams? How do we make sure that we, we help them to see the vision or the light of reintegrating back into society? And also, how do we help those who are transitioning from Form 5 or Form 6 to tertiary? Um, you know, and those who didn't do so well. And another element, how do we help those who are in tertiary? You know, how do we help them to even get out of tertiary to say, to transition to the world of work or the world of business? So at the time, one of the greatest... Um, um, uh, skills or characters that I had was that I'm very good with collaborations. I'm very good with communication, with talking to various people to say, look, here's the vision because you're an expert. I mean, I wasn't an expert in a lot of, in a lot of things, but I knew a lot of people who are expert in various uh, fields. And I was able to convince them, negotiate, convince them to say, look, you're also aiding to, uh, you're also giving back to the country. You know, you're also volunteering your time and services. And they were gladly able to help. So really, that that was the whole idea with Botswana Student Network. And I was saying at the time that um, as young people, as we are part of this network, we are able to work a lot on our skills, people skills, management skills, organization skills. We did a lot of events. We, we did a whole lot. You had a whole lot of skills, you know, in a few <laughs> years. Absolutely. So that was my time with... Um, Botswana Student Network. So when I started, it was really difficult for family to really uh, understand that, you know, you, you, are, you are giving your time and your services, but no one is paying you for it. But I think over the years, as they saw the impact of the work that it did, uh, they were able to even come with their own resources and say, okay, we want to help you to even reach uh, bigger places outside, especially in the rural areas and the villages. So, yeah. Okay, so I have many questions, <laughs> you know, from that. I wrote some down. I don't even know which one to start with, but I'll start with this one where you mentioned that you have to have the right people around you even earlier you did at the beginning so i'm wondering how did you know that these are the right people for you um and i wonder does it change over time and how you navigate that yeah. hey. absolutely great question you know at the time as i was coming in you know it was we were starting to be so active as young people in mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. and you know at the time um our parents were so much worried for what are young people doing on social media yes it's social media but other than being social i'm sure there is more than we, that we can derive from this space or we can network we can do so so many things so i loved reading i've 
always loved reading. I remember even during my, my primary school days, I'd be reading Bodram and all sorts of magazines because for me, I think at the time, I really understood the concept of education so well that education is not necessarily in the classroom. Education is the people around you. This is part of education. Yeah. Education is the events that you go to. Education is the magazines, the books, uh, the documents that you are reading. Yeah. So reading has always been very close to my heart because it really exposes me to a world of knowledge. And I'm able to translate that knowledge into something that can benefit me or those around me. Yeah. So I loved reading. So I would read about, I would read newspapers. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you read about newspapers, you know, there would be profiling, the movers and the shakers. Yeah. Um, I'd be on, on online, of course, on social media, on Facebook, and I'd, I'd be following people who I felt they spoke the language that was all about developing the self, developing uh, the community. So really, that's how I was able to identify who are the movers and shakers or who are the people that I could potentially even talk to. And one of the things that I love doing, I loved going to ministries. You know, I'd go to the ministries, I'd go to the PR departments and say, hang on, this is who Wait, I excuse am. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you know what? Where did you get the guts? Girl, girl. But you see, this is the beauty of being educated, right? Because education, it gives you that sense of confidence, that sense to say, I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to knock on Rhea's door, even if I'm nervous, my, my, my voice is shaking, but I'm going to knock on her door and I'm going to tell her, hi, Rhea, my name is Lilian Moremi. I am having this incredible idea and I'd like you to come and talk to the young people in this rural area. I mean, girl... And when you're doing God's work, somehow God has a way of aligning you with the right people mm -hmm. that even when you knock on their door, God has already prepared them to, 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 to be able to listen to you and engage you for an audience. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to all sorts of people. I spoke, whether you're a security person, whether you were a lady at the station who is selling sweets, whether you are the CEO, whether you are a cleaner, for me, all of us, your profession doesn't really define you, but mm. it's your attitude, it's your character, it's your humility. Mm. I think more than anything else, your humility. Mm. So talking to a number of people have always been something that I really enjoy doing because I strongly believe I could learn a lot from those that I interact with. And more. And I had this thing that if I sit down with Rhea and Rhea has moved my soul, I would like to create an event where Rhea can come and speak and, and other young people can benefit from that. And this is what I truly believe leadership is about. Leadership is about, are you able to also open doors for others who didn't have that privilege that you had? And so for me, how I've been able to know about the various people that I interacted with, uh, by really scouting my environment. Sure. Who is who? What are they doing? Um, if I bring them on board, what value uh, can they add in, in, in that space that I'm bringing them in? Yep. Not at all. And I didn't even have money. I didn't have, you know, young people will tell you, oh. You never not think, like, what am I bringing to the table? I knew that I was bringing my authentic self. I knew that I was, 
I was bringing an opportunity to change the world. Mm. Guys, changing the world, even if you are changing one person's mind to see something in a positive light. When you change the world, sometimes we overthink it. Yeah. Sometimes changing the world could be being a sunshine to someone who's having a gloomy day. Yeah. So for me, really, that's that's what life is about. I'm so happy you came. <laughs> I'm so happy you came. Yeah, because I am in a space in my life where um, one of my mentors was saying, I am shredding the leaves. Mm-hmm. and growing new ones so there's so much and it's so internal no one some people can see her you're so you, you look so at peace like they don't they don't so and i know there's so much work that's going on on the inside where what i thought i liked i don't like anymore what i think is right i think it's wrong like i'm growing so much more into myself i'm becoming basically and having this conversation with you you're bringing me back to home so much home that sounds like purpose and that is why i still continue to do this podcast because of purpose and i as i'm having this conversation with you i'm so encouraged to continue in that space of constantly thinking what's the purpose of it and not necessarily money because I feel like with me over time it was purpose but I think over time realities of life started to look like that's what's important like bills and this and like you want this no 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 but I've since been coming back to self and sitting down with you here is like that more encouragement like you're on the right path girl you are changing the world in your own special whether you call it small or big way but you are changing the world imagine whoever is watching this episode what state they're in and just by being able to listen to the conversations that we are fielding imagine what mountains you are moving for that person who's watching life is full of seasons yeah Life is full of seasons I think like you are saying how we are able to evolve over time what you like 10 years ago it's totally different from what you like now and that's why you know we constantly have to grow we constantly have to um have to grow and do things that are going to be fulfilling ourselves um in a way that you know God has said my daughter i want you to be in the space therefore you know you have to grow yourself so that you can keep elevating to that level where god has directed you to yeah. go and fulfill that purpose yeah. so life is all about it's all about seasons and that some seasons you are going to lose some people along the way and that's okay yeah. that's okay because uh, as you keep on evolving you need new people around you who are going to serve a specific purpose for that particular moment yeah. so all is not lost yeah. It's the beauty of life. I remember yeah. I remember when I was starting out with a, a BSN and I didn't have the I didn't have money not even for a roll on. I remember oh I had this God. black pants. I went I had black pants that I got from Pep and I got this uh other just normal black t-shirts and I don't even remember I was having a conversation with my a friend yesterday to say I don't even know which angel decided to brand our because we had branded t-shirts that BSN at the time and I remember for months and months for six months I was pretty much wearing the same thing and I was very content I didn't really bother that. I wasn't bothered that oh I'm wearing the same clothes every day. But for me it was about being able to wake up and do something that I knew it was a God assigned purpose. You know when it's a God assigned purpose it'll feel right. 
even when you don't have much it will feel right even when you don't have much and you know when i look at my journey now i'm like wow god i had to go through all of those because now where i am there are a lot of challenges and because i've been well prepared the art of patience the art of being able to to survive with less you know i say less is more and now when i'm able to um use up um the key lessons uh, that i experienced back then i must say i'm very grateful to god for all those lessons yeah, yeah. talk about seasons in your life um i want you to tell me about a season in your life where um everything was falling apart hey we sort of everything we better hurry am i god and me because i can tell you have a very close relationship with god so remind me of a season where go hurry single thing way and sometimes these seasons it happens when you know you just were feeling like yeah you know and the signs were there not just the feeling and the conviction but the signs were there like yeah you you got this girl everything is gone with you god is with you and then it's like uh wait <laughs> what's going on <laughs> did i miss it girl oh i think i think for me one of my toughest seasons um was having to watch my mom lose her sight uh mm. because of uh, sugar diabetes so having to you know go through that journey was the most painful part uh because all of you know i have to now give my all attention um mm. to her be able to be there for her it was the most painful experience but you know like i always say god will always bring angels around you even when you don't even think about it so there were people around me who were really able to help me navigate through that season it was the toughest season and you know at the time also business wasn't going so well um and it was just tough you know every corner of my life you know i i couldn't really see at the time whether i had friends or i, I did not have friends they say if you really want to know who your true friends are be in a very difficult position in your life and yeah. those who stick around those are those are your people you know but most times when we are going through a lot you know there are very few people and and that's okay yeah. you know that's okay it's a season one of the greatest lessons i learned during that very difficult period of my life was that you know sometimes when you're going through a hard time withdraw a little mm. withdraw um go back to the drawing board mm. you know pray a lot mm. um be silent mm. learn to be comfortable in silence because you are having this conversation with god because you want to figure things out what's going on how am i going to get out of that and for me that was the biggest one of my biggest appreciative moments to to learn that at that part at that point in my life i needed to be quiet i needed to be with my god i needed to have a a a a, a heart full of gratitude mm. grateful for the for the gift of life mm. you know and i must say ever since then you know even reflecting now with my mom um she's just amazing and 
you know, if God takes one thing away from you, he will give you something even bigger. Mm. Sometimes I feel like even though I do have eyes, my mom sees better than I, mm. you know. So I'm very grateful for the challenging moments because they really build you. They really build your character. They really build the kind of person that God wants you to be for the assignment that, you know, has he has um put forth for you. Yeah. So I I, uh, I want you to share a little bit more about Hone, like character and God knows who you have to become in order for you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And during that season in your life when things were just looking like mm-hmm. bleak, what are some of the character qualities you noticed about yourself that you didn't know about yourself that needed pruning yeah. in order for you to continue in this purpose? Because that, I believe, still stood, remained the same. Yeah. You know, you still were convicted that I am meant to, to help people in society and contributing to the economy, young people. But what are those things about yourself mm-hmm. that you're like, this is not going to work. We're going to have to change this. Absolutely. You know, or, or we're going to have to keep this particular trait. We like this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or that you realize, sometimes I don't even think you realize at that point, but after the, the, the season, you're like, yeah, no, thank, it took away this particular character trait of mine because it, now, if that was still me, it wouldn't work. Absolutely. Very, very good question. And that's why earlier I was saying, you can never pour from an empty cup. Mm. Yo, I like giving, I give, I give, I give my time, I give. And to a point where I guess God just wanted me to take a pause. Yeah. Because I was constantly moving. Yeah. I was constantly doing something. Yeah. I was constantly doing events, talking to young people. I mean, nonstop my phone would be ringing. Ma'am, I'm having a challenge with this. Ma'am, how do I find this? Look, I, I felt like at the time I was a directory. Anything that anyone wanted, I was your plug. I was your girl. And I think at the time, I was, I, I didn't realize that that's not really what giving back is all about, yeah. you know. And for that having happened, you know, having to go through that process with my mom was also another opportunity for God to say, but my child, I want you to pause. Yeah. I want you to reflect. I want you to be mindful of your health. Mm-hmm. I want you to be mindful of what you eat. Because, you know, when you're constantly working, sometimes we don't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't eat right. We don't drink enough water. We don't rest. We don't, we don't exercise. Mm-hmm. And... From that season, I learned, I learned the importance of pausing, mm. the importance of resting, mm. because I need to refuel the tank. I need to refuel the energy. I need to refuel the body, right? Yeah. Because I can't constantly give, give, give. Mm. But I need to also respect myself and give myself that love, that joy, that ability to be able to take care of myself. So I think I learned how to stop being stubborn. And listening to the because you were just saying, you know, you know? <laughs> I'm very stubborn. You know? I know. So now you're I like, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I set my mind into something, I really want to work hard. I would work hard. I'd give it my all. I would really, really try. And I failed at so many things, but I failed trying. But wow. yeah, it was just to learn that it's okay sometimes not to do, yeah, but just to sit. Mm and sleep in and enjoy that rest. Yeah. The soul needs to rest. 
my director is telling me to wrap it up, man. Girl, wrap it up. And I'm like, well, I just got started. I got like so many questions. Oh my gosh. You need to come back for a part two. We definitely I'll not do. let you go. You yeah. have to answer this one yeah. question. It's very important for this particular episode. You has, have spoken so much about purpose. Um, throughout your journey, I can see your purpose coming out and you, me seeing it. And I think you were also realizing, what, oh, okay, from your exposure with your mom, taking you to the school, to when you're in university, what you're thinking of, and it's still the same. So when you were from university, you told me what then now you were starting this and there was no money involved. What, how did the idea of social entrepreneurship come into play yeah. where now you are doing something for a great cause? But then there's also you, you also have to make money. Actually, just explain to us what that is because we don't know. We know entrepreneurship, but we don't. Why is it redo? Let us know. Teach us. You know what? I realized that at the end of the day, I need to put food on the table. I need to buy a roll on. I need to take care of myself and said, look, running an NGO, because at the time, Botswana Student Network was an NGO. That means we depended on, 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 you know, grants and funding. But then I realized that I need to actually have something that's more sustainable. Um, And so at the time I had an opportunity to actually run an Australian foundation where I was actually leading a team of about 20 young people. We are doing a project around how do we improve standard seven results looking at math, science and English. We were doing the project in in various uh, rural areas. I've always had a heart for I want to give back to where it's really needed the most, help where it's really needed the most. And so I did the project for four years. I was a manager for a team of 20 people, 20 young people where we went around the country. We were um, doing literature programs and, and a number of other things as well around education development in partnership with the Ministry of Education. And then when the project came to an end, I said, okay, I am very knowledgeable. I'm very skilled. I'm a good networker. I'm a good communicator. I'm a good negotiator. I'm a good what, what. How do I take my skills and monetize them? And I said, I'm going to take all my savings. I'm going to register a business. This was in 2016. I registered a business called Career Coaching. And I said, I wanted to become a consultant because I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love working on different topics. And that's what the the consultancy was about. And I said, but I also want to one day do some work for the United Nations, do some work in in America, do some work in in Germany. Mm -hmm. And that's how really the whole idea was, yes, I still want to give back to society, but I want to make money to also take care of myself and those that I love. And so for... Uh, since 2016, then I've done quite a number of projects, even with international institutions around education, around employability, mm-hmm. around entrepreneurship as well. And I must say, I'm very excited because now, and it's still along the line of my journey of really uplifting the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm a senior consultant for uh, one of the local institutions, which goes by the hashtag Growing Great Minds. And I really resonated with the hashtag because my life is all about growing great minds. This is how I'm changing the world in my own special, unique way. And so so really about social entrepreneurship is, yes, you want to give back. You still want to advance humanity. When you look at the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, there's 17 of them. Each and every one of us, 
what work are you advancing that is relevant to those SDGs? Mm. My work has to do with women empowerment. My work has to do with uh, economic uh, diversification. Um, and so, you know, SDGs such as SDG 4 around education and SDG 17, which is around partnerships, around um, working together. Yeah. Those are the SDGs that I really advance. And I work with... and. You know, I get paid for my time. Mm. I literally get paid for my time. If you are an institution, you want me to come and motivate your staff members, mm. or you want me to come and help you with a mentor, uh, build up a mentorship program, mm. um, you know, there's a cost to that. And I make money through that. I work with other young people that I pay them. Mm. Um, and so that's really how I've been able to all these other years I've been able to run a business, but at the same time uh, do something that moves my heart, which is around education, development, entrepreneurship, and employability. Not everyone will be an, an entrepreneur. Not everyone will, will be an employee. So we have to find that balance. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I was sharing with my, my team before you came that Ghana, I was working at, because I'm a finance officer, um, as well as a media personality. That one, you know, this touch don't do. So um, I was working at a company, and uh, once the contract ended, even when I was there, I just felt like it's all about bottom line. It's all about minimizing costs and making profits. Like, that's all it is. And I was there concerned about you know, suppliers and, and how things are done for them and, and how is this company helping the SMMEs and no, 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 no. And no one really cares. Like, we're here to make money. Is the product selling? And there was a disconnect. I didn't realize how big it was until the contract ended and I was unemployed for a few months and I was just um, telling God, like, mm, I don't know, hey, maybe I should go work at, like, an NGO or something. I don't know, but maybe somewhere where the focus is not the profit margin, mm. you know. It's mm. still accounting, mm. but that's not the focus. That's not the, that's not the conversation. So now I'm at a union. Mm. And I tell you what, I'm so happy. I love my job. I love, and, and I think, at, why are we here? Yeah. Why are we all here? Yeah. Why are we all doing this? Yeah. You know, and even the things that are my KPIs, it's very different from Kagwa, mm. you know. Mm. So I'm happy to have had this conversation with you, to have seen you now know that this is my purpose, but you have managed to find a balance to say, but I need to have food on my table um, and good food. Yeah, absolutely. Good food. Good food. Good well, living. Good food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a point that I want to make around, you know, you know, we all work in different environments, and some people would say, "Oh, I'm unhappy." Da 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 da. The salary, da 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 da. The work is not fulfilling. Who are you genuinely? Who are you? Yeah. What do you love? Yeah. How do you How do you wanna change the world? If you can understand that concept, that every environment you find yourself, you always make sure that somehow you are able to give back, right? Yeah. Nowadays, corporates or any company, they always have an arm where they want to give back to the community. So if giving back to the community is your thing, 
uh, go to the community department and say, hang on, guys, but I have this brilliant idea. How can we work together? Yes, I might be in finance, but I have this brilliant idea. So there is that. And, you know, there is so much that we can do in our in our community at church. Um, you know, young people are not doing so well sometimes in their education system from three, from five. You know, you are so resourced. You are so knowledgeable during school holidays. Sit down with them and start having conversations around how can I help you, you know. So there is so much that we can do. I think, yes, the, we are so much challenged in our work environment. But let's always make an effort to try and find out how you can marry your values, your passions with that of the institution. And of course, if it doesn't work out, you know, you move on to another to another next adventure. Hopefully there, like you are saying, you'll be much more fulfilled. So the idea is constantly how are you making sure that you align your passion with the environment that you are within, whether it's within your business environment or your company environment or where you are working. Yeah. yeah. What is the one shocking thing that people will be really shocked if they found out about you? I'm actually shy. <laughs> no, that's not shocking. That's not shocking. Is it shocking? Is it shocking? Let me let me tell you something. Let me, no, let me tell you something. You know, a lot of people would say, but Lillian, Lillian, like girl, you talk to so many other people. What? And you say you are shy. We just do not understand. I'm extremely, I'm extremely shy. But another thing is the shocking thing. Uh, you know that I'm the only Botswana from Botswana who's ever been to Antarctica. Really? Now that's shocking. History. That is crazy. Yeah. So that we need an episode for this one. Too. But that. go and Google. Uh, go and Google Lillian Moremi and Antarctica. Okay, girl. I'm gonna Google you. I've I've made my country proud. I've literally hosted the Botswana flag in Antarctica. You better tell them. I swear we need to have an episode <laughs> around this. <laughs> You're so interesting. Wow. It's the beauty of life. Yeah. Life is a buffet of activities. It's a buffet of many other things. We constantly have to remain hopeful, yeah. prayerful, yeah. interactive. You've been that. You've been that today. Thank you so much for coming yeah. through. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, wow. I have no words, but I always have words, so I have no words. Um, but yeah, this was hashtag real on air. I really do hope that you have listened, observed who she had to become in order for her to do what she does. And I hope that even with you listening and watching, that you're able to pick up in your own journey and realize also now, who do I need to become in order for me to do what it is that I want to do or that I'm meant to do? Hashtag Rion Air. Ciao. <laughs> the outro is different every time. <laughs> it's different all the time, but it's an outro. <laughs>